So, the Batman. I liked it, man. I thought it was. I thought it was a phenomenal movie. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on it. You can't, cause it was a good movie. There's some things I didn't like. I don't think you would feel that way if you hadn't seen Twilight first. That's very possible. But millions of us did. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it's hard to overcome. I'm just saying your ju- your judgment is flawed because it's predicated on it's previous. Yeah. It's clouded because it's predicated on previous experiences at, with him as, as an actor in another completely separate franchise. Yeah, but I feel like I've overcome that before with a great performance. Now I need an example. Uh, Tony Stark versus uh, Sherlock Holmes. He played the same character. He makes me forget that he was ever Tony Stark. What? You hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Rewind. Yeah, he does. Are you telling me that his performance as Sherlock was better than Tony Stark? Hell no. Okay. Because the way you phrased that had me questioning our friendship. Hell no. Tony Stark, the way he does Tony Stark is absolutely incredible. Okay. There are just there are some films and franchises that got the casting perfect. And I feel like in the MCU, that is one of those casting calls that you couldn't find anybody more perfect to play the role of Tony Stark. Literally, like, dead on. Yeah, man. Dead on. Like, how did he even make me care about a character that I didn't care about as a kid? Like, it makes me think that Iron Man is real and it's actually Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm waiting for for Batman. Like, I, I hope Robert Pattinson does that for me, but I don't know if he's going to do that yet. I'll put it this way. Stylistically, I think The Batman is my favorite Batman film. I can get with that. I understand. Like, it's, it's sort of like people that prefer A New Hope versus Empire Strikes Back. Well, hey, now, you, now you're jumping ahead. Okay, never mind. <laughs> let me let me at least get the intro in first okay go <laughs> welcome back bucket busters i'm your host tim johnson and this is the busted bucket podcast locally grown here in portland oregon the city of roses city of bridges stump town pdx this is a show dedicated to rip city and everyone who loves portland basketball joining me is my co-host the bay area blazer Tim, you look good. I know that you're probably feeling good. We're going to pod good. So let's get it, my friend. Let's get it. You changed it up there. I like it. Does this have anything to do with me questioning why you say it? No, man. No, man. I just thought I would throw you off a little bit, you know? Hey, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Keep me on my toes. Hitting you with that curveball, man. You know? Happy, happy uh, May 4th, by the way. May the 4th be with yeah, you. Yeah, may the 4th be with you too, man. I, every time I hear that, though, I am, I picture Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> like the way that he would say it? Oh, is, yeah. that, is that what it is? Yeah. Like I imagine him. Damn. Like, just like, I, I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head now. Like it's just you're done. You're welcome. 
You're welcome. Dude, for years, I have this, like, image in my head, and I don't know if it's just, maybe I'm just, like, crazy or something, like, I just, I imagine, like, seeing this figure Uh in, in, like, a Jedi cloak, right? Yeah, or a boxing robe. And he, like, and he, like, well, it's basically the same thing. And so, and he's, like, slowly turns around, and he's, like, may the fourth be with you. (laughs) Now, Kith. (laughs) Now, Kith. (laughs) This is my favorite part. (laughs) Shout out to Mike Tyson, man. Shout out to Iron Mike. I know he's a, he's a super duper fan of the Busted Bucket, right? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Because we talk about boxing a lot. Duh. <laughs> uh well since you already alluded to uh Star Wars we're I can't even say alluded to be honest like you just straight up started talking about Star Wars and uh you know I'm probably going to put it in the beginning before the intro I'm just going to leave it I'm not sure. going to edit any of that out uh we were talking about the Batman and Star Wars but I want to I want to ask you man since it is May 4th uh-huh May the 4th okay I got to know what your favorite, well, I was going to ask you what the best Star Wars film is, but that's kind of subjective, so what's your favorite Star Wars film? Oh, my favorite. Now you're throwing the curveball at me here. A little bit. Dude, honestly, this I, this is going to be blasphemous. I know a lot of people- it's episode are, one. You're going to say okay. episode one. I know. You love no Jar Jar way. Binks. No way. There's no way. It is definitely Attack of the Clones when Jar Jar comes back. No, I'm joking. It is- <laughs> It's actually The Last Jedi, dude. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I like how they wrapped everything up. They had a lot of like old school shout outs in that movie. It's sort of like when you think about the Avengers, you know, and ha- like having... You cannot compare that to Endgame. I, no, I'm not comparing. I said like. I said like. But it's, it's sort of like how it encapsulates all of the films together. And you had this awesome thing in the end where, you know, I don't want to ruin you it just, for people, those who... You just like the culmination of everything yes. coming together. Okay. Yes. It I can, can understand It concluded that. well. And I felt like at the end of it, watching it, like, dude, like, I'm pretty satisfied with the Star Wars series. What about you? You know, I thought the, I thought the callbacks in that movie were kind of cheesy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I could see I, that. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the, of the latest trilogy. But for me, I'm also kind of a purist too. So uh, my favorite is actually Empire. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, that, I was gonna say that that's the best, the best film, but not my favorite. But it's literally hands down the best. And I don't, yeah. I don't even think you're gonna get any arguments from anyone really about it being the best. Maybe not. You know, it used my favorite used to be Return of the Jedi. Then I grew up a little bit, went to film school. Right. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, I dropped out, by the way, which I think most film students do, right? I, I, th- I think so. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Empire with like that darker tone. Also, it has like, yeah, man. Um, it has all the stuff that people know Star Wars for. Like, you know, to quote to quote my daughter, uh-huh. it has the robot dinosaurs in it. Yeah, and to quote you, it it has "I am your father" to your daughter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it has like the loss of like Luke's hand. Um, what else does it have? Yoda. Is, I think that's it, when Yoda's first introduced to. It has a lot of pivotal moments. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be the best. It has to be. Uh, 
runner-up though like obviously i said return of the jedi but uh i was also a really big fan if we're gonna include the spin-offs i was a big fan of solo yes for what it's worth i liked it too dude and i i usually don't like spin-offs like spin-offs Same. are usually something i completely avoid but the reviews for solo like i had to watch it and it was it was good so i agree mm-hmm. who is your favorite star wars character Oh, you can't throw that at me, man! My favorite Star Wars. You could include character. the spinoffs too. I'm okay with that. Dude, there's so many to choose from, though. Um, I'll, I'll give you a list of my favorite characters because okay. I don't know if I could just pick one. Okay. Uh, and now, in no particular order, there's R2D2. Okay. Um, like that. There's Mace. There's Mace Windu. Love that. Um. Uh, big fan of Obi Wan, but. Uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Uh, I'm glad you clarified. And Darth Maul. Oh, okay. Darth Maul makes it. Oh, absolutely, man. Like I, I feel like that's one of the biggest travesties in the Star Wars franchise is the fact that, that he didn't get a big enough role, man. Like I wanted to see him kick some ass. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I agree. And, and Padme. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you would you sneak Oh and the Ewoks, man, I love the Ewoks. Would you I love those little guys? Would you sneak Mando in there? Well, it's a, yeah, it's you a know spin-off. What? I, it's, it's a spin-off. Because like I wasn't really thinking about the spin-offs, but Mando is pretty tight. I like Mando. Mando's up there for me. Yeah. For sure. I'll put him in there. What 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 about you? Who's who's your, your top? Obviously if you're asking me, you have a top character. <laughs> you know, my my top my like number one <laughs> i think people are gonna think this is ridiculous but it's actually darth vader <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta love darth vader yeah he's, he's like the epitome of the bad guy right? yeah like the, the absolutely bad guy and that's actually he, why he's my favorite i i hated him i hated him growing up right he's the bad guy but the more yeah. that i grew up i was like this guy is so badass dude <laughs> and like the fact that I don't he doesn't know. Doesn't take crap from anybody. He doesn't take crap from anybody. Absolutely. Anyway, that's that's cool, man. I I can respect that. But you know, we should probably get into basketball, considering we are a basketball podcast. Oh, we're talking about basketball today. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the off season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. We're a little too relaxed now. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I'm assuming you've been watching. Yes. Playoffs. Yes, sir. All right. So right now we got Boston tied up with the Bucks. It's an interesting series, man, because Boston took it to the Bucks for one game. The Bucks took it to Boston for one game. Like it wasn't even like a tightly contested matchup in either of those games. It's. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I think it's tomorrow, right? Um, probably the day that this pod uh, releases. Um, oh, the, how the day the, how, after. I think I think tomorrow there's no games. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So I'm really curious to see how game three is going to pan out because I got to be honest with you, man. It's not an exciting uh, matchup to watch. No. I mean, it's, it's sort of exciting because you, you wonder what Giannis is going to do. It's like, can Giannis overcome not having Middleton and facing this, like, amazing boston celtics team that game two though it was so ridiculous because boston was just completely lights out from deep 
they could not oh, yeah. miss. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they could sustain that. But the thing that surprised me was actually Grant Williams played really good defense on Giannis Atentacumpo. But it sure didn't feel that way because he still had like moments of where he just got like eight buckets. I mean, eight points like straight. So it's, it's a, but you're going to get that from Giannis. Right. Right. It's, it's such a weird matchup. I honestly thought that every single game was just going to be neck and neck, but it's really not. Same. Same. And I don't, I don't know. Do you think it, it has to do with, uh, matchup problems? Like maybe the teams don't quite match up similarly? You know, I, that's a wonderful question, which makes me say that. I have no idea what's going on in this series. (laughs) Like, and I don't think I'm alone here. Like, I don't think anyone could really make out who has an edge because the two games that we saw were so lopsided. Mm Because after game one, you could have asked me if I thought the Milwaukee Bucks could possibly sweep. I would have said maybe. But after that Mm -hmm. second game, I have no idea, dude. I don't know what I'm going to get game three. And usually, like, I try not to overreact to game ones. But... That game too showed me nothing either. I don't. I don't know what to think. What about you, man? I'm. I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I just. The one thing that I'm holding on to is that, I don't. I don't mind. Not that I don't care. I don't mind who wins this series because I like both teams, on the East. I think both teams can be, um, title contenders. Right. Yeah. What I'm. What I'm curious about. What I want to ask you is, do you think the Sixers are done without Embiid? I really do. <laughs> I really do, man. I don't see any hope for the 76ers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it it looks bad. Um, Tyrese yeah. Maxey went you... off tonight. I think he went off for, like, 37 points or something like that. So props to him. But it still wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. They still lost 119-103. to Like, Tyrese Maxey needs someone else that team needs someone else to go get a bucket also to play some defense like they mm-hmm. like losing that depth and also losing Embiid like they've lost a, a, a de- defensive identity mm-hmm. that I don't think that they're gonna have to match up with the heat anymore man like it just seems can like I they just, can get whatever they want can I just say I'm so glad I think I may have mentioned it on the last pod that oh Embiid here we go. go down the first series. oh here we go <laughs> Are you gonna wave around a hundred bucks now? Are you gonna wave yeah, it in man, my face? I, I think I think the real the real question I want to ask you though is, do you think that this actually proves uh, like the case for Embiid to have MVP this season? Uh literally they can't win without him. I think it helps. I think it helps. But the thing is, is that like. When I watch Giannis Atentacumpo and how dominant he is and how fast mm. he is, how great he is defensively, all the things that he does, like I think that he literally might be the best player in the league. And it might be a LeBron James situation <laughs> where LeBron James probably should have won like six MVPs straight, but they're just mm-hmm. not going to give it to someone over and over and over. So they have to find someone new. And I think that's sort of where M- Embiid falls here. Where he's he's definitely number two in the league. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way, or not really? It's 
I have a predicament here because I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it definitely strengthens Embiid's case. The fact that his team can't win without him. Uh, granted, like what you said, their defensive identity is gone and the trade of Ben Simmons didn't help the matter because James Harden, as we all know, does not play defense. No. Um, yeah. But then on the flip hand, you see, again, like you said, Giannis Antetokounmpo doing these crazy things that no player should be able to do. And it's hard not to say that this guy is the greatest asset to his team, is the greatest player on the planet. And it's hard to say that he doesn't deserve MVP. Let, let me ask you this. If... If instead of if we were to trade injuries here, so let's say and hold on and and he's doing this without Middleton. Yeah, without Middleton, right? Well, this is actually the question I'm going to ask is, let's say you have an injury to Tyrese Maxey. Mm -hmm. Do you think Embiid and James Harden could get it done against the Heat? If 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 Embiid come against the Heat against the Heat. If Embiid comes back, are you saying if they beat? I'm just um, saying trade injuries, like in a in a weird dimension. Okay, let's just say that we make it tit for tat. You know, Giannis loses Middleton, so let's have Embiid lose Tyrese Maxey. Do you feel like that 76ers team could take the Heat? Well, see, it's funny because I still don't believe the Heat are for real. I know they're kind of whooping up. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. Like, uh, if Embiid's still there and he loses Maxi, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't think you can compare Maxi with Middleton. Um, I don't think they're the same player. I don't think they provide the same uh, effect on their respective teams. And I guess you could say the same for the Heat and, and Boston, right? Where yeah, Heat and Boston, I mean, I, they're, they're not the same team either. I guess my point is, how can you not give MVP to a guy whose team literally can't win without him? Yeah. Even though they have another superstar, Hall of Famer, on the team. Like, even Middleton's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. Probably not. I think that's accurate. See, you, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I really, I'm really, I'm really stumping you here. <laughs> it's a conundrum, though, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. I feel like if Embiid was back, they would definitely be giving the Heat more of a run for their money, even with Maxi out. Um, yeah, that one, it, it does kind of stump me a little bit, but I, yeah, I, I think it would be more a more tightly contested series. Um. Especially just the way that Embiid had been playing this season. Yeah. I I think with Embiid, I think they probably get it done. But I don't I don't imagine the same impact that Giannis Attentacumpo has. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way. I'm it's just a gut feeling sort of thing. But I, I still think I still think that way. I still think Giannis is the best player in the planet. 
And I don't know if people have been debating well, see, this or and, not. And I don't yeah. I don't disagree with you there, but what I'm saying is like MVP doesn't go to the best player on the planet. MVP, most valuable player, should go to the athlete that contributes the most to his team. The one that means the most to his team. Right. And that's evident that Joel Embiid is the 76ers. So in conclusion, this award should go to Dame Lillard because our <laughs> our team is now a lottery team without him. <laughs> yes. Nice. Absolutely. Full circle. Dame Lillard for MVP. Boom. Got my vote. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> Let's move over to the Western Conference, bro. Let's do it. Uh, Suns and Mavs. Okay. Is this series shaping out the way you thought it would? Absolutely. Absolutely. I... I I'm not a firm believer in the Mavericks. They have some qualities in them that are very admirable. Like, you know, some dude named Luka Doncic. And then their real superstar, Jalen Brunson. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say Mark Cuban. I know, right? (laughs) But the Suns, they're, they're well put together, man. And Devin Booker is still doing Devin Booker things. And so is Chris Paul. He's just... Sometimes he's just coasting through the first three quarters it seems like and then in the fourth quarter he really controls the game and i don't Mm -hmm. think the mavs have the defensive capability to overcome that or even the offensive variety to overcome Mm -hmm. the sun's defense so the mavs to me feel like a team that don't necessarily deserve to be in the playoffs They, they don't seem like a playoff caliber team they have a playoff caliber possibly a championship caliber player right just like we had a uh we being the trailblazers had a championship level player yeah but they just they don't have the pieces surrounding that player to make it if that makes sense yeah er earlier you were saying that you know watching the Mavs sort of reminds you of watching the trailblazers when we had just cj and dame and them doing it on their own. And we're watching the same thing with the Mavs right now with Luka Doncic and, and Brunson doing it on their own. And I don't think it's going to be enough. I see yeah, this. I see this might not. be They're, this might be the clean sweep of the second round. I think you're right. I think this is going to be a clean sweep. Well, I mean, the Sixers and Heat could be a clean clean sweep as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have this like gut feeling that Embiid's going to show up like game three or game four. Man, I hope so. Yeah. I honestly like I like Embiid and I would love to see him go far in the playoffs. I would like him to at least get the ne- get to the next round. Um also because I still just don't have any faith in the Heat. Now, going back to the Suns and Mavs, the Suns look great. They look phenomenal. Chris Paul looks amazing. Devin Booker looks am- I mean the whole team across the board like right. one through eight, one through nine, they look great. They're doing what they need to do. They're they're putting up the stats they need to put up, and the Mavs are just getting handled. Yeah, I and so I like every I, part of that Suns team. I mean, with yes, with Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton and mm-hmm. uh, Miles Bridges, like they just have like playoff people. You know, it's a very well constructed team. Yeah, and I don't know who's going to be able to stop them because their depth is really good too. So I don't think that the miles on Devin Booker per se 
are the same sort of miles that someone like a Joel Embiid or a Giannis Antetokounmpo would have to put mm-hmm. into these games. So I don't even think I they're agree. that exhausted, to be honest, in these no, games. No, I mean, to be honest, the Suns have just been cruising, uh, So, which is good for them. <laughs> the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My question now becomes the Golden State Memphis series. That is turning into... The best. A phenomenal series, probably... Probably the best series in the playoff in in the second round right now. What do you think about that? It's hands down the best series in my opinion, and it's not because like I'm a I'm a low key warrior fan. Um, that you, come on, man, you're not even low key. But <laughs> on the spot, I am. <laughs> but just the fact that every single game has been all the way to the end, very physical game. Um. All sorts of styles. You have Ja Morant, who's just like a slithering snake through just tall grass, dude. Able to get a layup whenever he wants. Also, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole even shooting it from deep and splashing it in. Good defense from like multiple players. Dylan Brooks, Draymond Mm -hmm. Green. There's a lot of things to watch in this game. And a lot of getting chippy. It is getting chippy. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure this question is coming. Bring it up. That's I was gonna ask it. So I know you saw that that Dylan Brooks foul on Gary Payton Jr. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that play was dirty? I think that it was a hard foul. I think it was a guy in Dylan Brooks that was caught up in the moment. There's when you reach the playoffs, you don't want to give up easy buckets. True. And that was an easy bucket. So he was going to make it tough on GP Jr. to make that bucket. And I think I think he just got caught up in the moment. He was close. Was he going to get there? I don't know. Maybe if he jumped yeah, he might he might have gotten there. He could have. Um, I I'm just I'm hesitant to call it a dirty play, just because I think it was a guy who was just hustling, because that's what that's what Dylan Brooks does. He hustles, right? Right. And he he plays great defense. He's known as a defender. I think he was just trying to make it tough on GP Junior. And unfortunately, it resulted in an injury. So yeah. I, I, I have a hard time calling it a dirty play. I can understand why a lot of people would. In the what, what is your take? In the moment, I called it the dirtiest play of all time. But also because <laughs> I had emotions invested in this. Also, I am such a huge Gary Payton fan. Like, I feel for him, dude. He is literally yeah. crawled from the G League... Even, mm-hmm. I think at one point he was out of the league and this was his time to shine and his time to do things. So I felt for him. And yep. what I saw, you know, 
was someone who was going to get an open layup. And you said in the playoffs, you don't give up open layups, which is fair. You don't. You don't want to do that. But you also, if if that layup is coming and it's an obvious open layup, like you're not standing underneath the basket. You're not even really that close. If you got a sprint to him, I think Dylan Brooks knows that he's going for a swipe. And at the very least, his if he doesn't get the ball, he's going to get his hands. And his, if he's going in the air, he's going to fall. And I think I'm not the only one that thinks this. Like, people know that you might hit his hands. Who knows? He might fall and pop back up and shoot his free throws. And people think, no big deal, right? They might call him for, like, a flagrant one or something. But he hit his head. And I know that's probably an accident. I was emotional. I was emotional yesterday. And I think <laughs> that I don't, I don't think Dylan Brooks woke up that day and was like, I'm going to hurt somebody. I'm not going to give any layups. I don't think it was malicious. I think it was probably not a, a good play. But I but he just might not be that experienced in creating those sort of fouls in a safe manner. And I, I think you're right, Ro. I think that, you know, he didn't wake up and choose violence. No. He woke no. up and chose hustle. Yeah. And that's what, that's what that play was to me. He was hustling to make a play. Whether it was the right play or not, um, I think he was just trying to do whatever it took to help his team. And, you know, the, the again, the unfortunate result was that Gary Payton Jr. is probably done for the season. Yeah, I think um, it was announced today he's at least out for minimum three weeks. But it's it's probably not good because he's also a lefty, and that is the, the fractured elbow. Mm. So I'm not even sure... What yeah. sort of like what kind of player he would be if even if he came back, so yeah, I think you're right there. But yeah, man, I mean, I mean, going back to that play though, should he have jumped? Yes. Yeah. Do I fault him for trying to make a play? No. No, no I'm I'm with you, and and I'm sure he feels bad. You know, um, do you think he should be suspended? Because I saw a lot of people on social media oh, calling man. for a suspension. I I know. I think he would have gotten a suspension if it was the end of the game. But the fact that it was so early on in the game, he already missed the game in essence. Mm -hmm. You know? So the fact is, is that he already basically served his one game suspension. So I don't even think they would even... Like right now, I don't yeah. think they're suspending him. I think he's already, it's already done. Yeah, I, I he was I out that entire game. A suspension. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think he deserves a suspension, whether he sat out that game or not. Uh, I, I I just again, I have a hard time suspending a player for a hustle play, and to me, that was a hustle play. Yeah, it it wasn't a very smart hustle play, in my opinion, because you you gotta jump with the dude. If you know the dude's gonna jump, you have to jump with them. You know what's funny is I watched the replay of that multiple times. I mean, many, many times. Yeah. I had it on repeat last night. And I feel like if he were to have jumped, he actually may have gotten that block. I think he could have. I think he could at least make it so that it didn't look so malicious. It would look more like a yeah. hustle play and less like a malicious play. But then again, I mean, you jump... 
you might does that you'll, you, does that carry a little more momentum because at that point you're out of control no you i can't slow down it, it's better for for gary it's better for gary dude if if you're literally running across his body like gary's he's lighter than dylan brooks he's gonna go flying in that direction but if you take some of that momentum either way upward with him i think that actually helps gary in that in that aspect interesting we're getting into a physics equation here i know right <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the basketball court and we'll try it let's see what happens <laughs> let's go what's your health I'll insurance like <laughs> <laughs> it's great <laughs> Do you, so you don't think uh, Dylan Brooks should be suspended? Or what were you feeling no. before I said that? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think he, he does deserve a suspension. Um, I, I just, again, I, I have a hard time calling it a dirty play. I don't think he deserves a suspension. Um, I, I can completely agree with the flagrant two that was called. I just, I, I like you said, what's done is done. And I think... I think you move on. I think you go forward. Yeah. You know, it's it sucks for the Warriors because Gary Payton Jr. has been playing really well for them. And I think I think that they're going to miss him. Well, they they missed them the last game for sure because Gary Payton, I we have great the Warriors have great defenders on that team, but Gary Payton was the only one who could possibly stay like lock and step with, with jaw. jaw. <laughs> yeah. Like all the other players are very smart players, but they don't move laterally like Gary Payton does. Like they need mm -hmm. to with jaw. So it's yeah. it's going to be tough for them. I I have to ask you though. Knowing everything that we know about this series so far, we've both watched both mm -hmm. games pretty closely. Mm -hmm. Who has the edge? You know what's funny? I don't think either team has an edge right now. Maybe mm, okay. Maybe Memphis with with Golden State missing a guy, but I don't know, man. I think either team can walk away with this. I think it 100% is going 7 games. Right. And I will say though, there's something and I can't put my finger on it, but there is something about Memphis that I don't trust. Oh. Maybe it's the lack of experience. Maybe it's the inexperience. Yeah. I think I I could see that. I could you're just not used to seeing that Memphis team do like clutch things in a really important games cuz I think the yeah, last time we saw them do that was in a play-in game. So, they have a lot of young guys, yeah. Yeah, and and, and you know, Jaws young and I think we've only seen you know like the tip of the iceberg as far as when it comes to what he can do on the court. I just, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I just, I just don't think there's something about them that I just can't trust. And I, I want to see honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a golden state hater, but I really would like to see Memphis get past the warriors. I don't, I just I don't, don't know that. if they will. I don't mind that. And this is what I'll say about Memphis being too young, in your opinion. Did you know that a lot of those young guys were actually like three or four year guys in college? So they're actually a, a lot older than than you would think. 
Yes. So coming out of college, they, I mean, coming into the league, they've, they've actually had quite a bit of college experience. Another thing is that at one point, the Warriors were young and they won it in 2015. No? Yeah, but the Warriors have some guys that are like all NBA talent. Yo. And John ja Morant, not all I'm NBA not talent. He isn't. Okay. I'm not saying he isn't. But I'm saying Steph, there was Steph, and you had Clay, and you had Draymond. I mean, Andrew Bogut, come on. Okay, I see what you're <laughs> that saying was there. A, that, was, that was a joke. That point. was a little reach. But, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, and then you, you know, you fast forward, you bring in Kevin Durant. Uh, well, I'm I talking. Just, I'm I talking pre Kevin Durant though. Pre Kevin Durant. I know. I'm. Yeah. Ju- I'm just saying. That's why I said you fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just. I think that the Golden State Warriors hit on the draft multiple times, and I think that that team got really lucky, which teams need. They need to do that in the draft uh, to get to a place where Golden State has been. Um, I just, I don't, I'm not sold on the fact that Memphis has done that or has those caliber uh, that caliber of players it. on their team. Okay, so that's that's probably your hesitancy. Is like you've got Maybe. one major superstar, which is obviously John Morant, who yesterday scored yep. like and you forty seven points. Very, and yeah, and you've got some very good pieces surrounding him, but I just don't know if they can put it all together to get past the Warriors. Uh, the one thing that I do like about Memphis is they feel like a blue collar team. Great in the grind. Of course, yeah. it would happen in Memphis, right? Of I, course. <laughs> I want to ask you. So, so John Morant going off for like thirty some points. Next game going off for like forty seven points. Is there any hope that this Warriors team could actually stop this guy, or is this just gonna be like a regular occurrence in the series where this guy's getting thirty plus every game? To be honest, without someone that can stay with him step for step, I don't think so. I, I think maybe you can limit him to around, you know, somewhere in the high 20s, low 30s. But I, I don't think so, man. I think Ja Morant is one of those generational talents that yeah. only comes around so often. Ja Morant, this is the best matchup he could get, honestly, against these Warriors. Because they don't have a big... They don't have a, a rim protector. I mean, Draymond Green is a great defender, but the reason why he's a great defender is because he does everything, like literally everything, like very well-rounded. He doesn't do one thing great, like a Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. who's just like a really good rim defender. And <laughs> yeah. the the Warriors don't have size, man. Like he's going to look at Kayvon Looney and just be like, I'm floating this ball over you. <laughs> like... There's, or dunking on or you. Dunking how on many you. how many times have we seen Jaw dunk on like a six ten, even seven footer? Do you think a Jaw poster is coming in this series? Yes, multiple times. Who do you think it's gonna be on? I hope it's Draymond. Who do you think though? I, who do I think it's? It's gonna be someone that he catches off balance, man. Like he, he's not gonna be quite set yet. Uh, I. Okay, what what, can, what would make you? I can you... definitely see one. I can definitely see one on Kayvon Looney. Yes. Yeah. Um, or like Otto Porter, who just so happens to just stand there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Otto Porter. Um, honestly, man, like 
I can see it happening on yeah. Dre. I'm I'm gonna appeal to your warrior hate uh hatred right now. So <laughs> it's not hatred. It's not I, I say I'm a warrior's hater, but I, it's not hatred. I'm just jealous. The <laughs> the pinnacle would be to dunk on Draymond, right? Yes. Would you would you trade a jaw poster on Draymond for job posterizing Steph and Clay at the same time? That would be hilarious. Which one, it's never gonna happen. Which though. one would you take, though? It's never gonna happen. I'm just saying, if, no, if you I'm could, st- I'm, no, I'm, I'm still taking, I'm still taking the Draymond? the poster on on Day Day. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, Our- yeah, I, and and you know what? He's actually one of my favorite players in the league. It has been for a long time. But same, just the, same with Dame Lillard. The amount, the amount of trash that comes out of his mouth <laughs> is astounding. I love it. He's but he's so he kind of has it coming. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. Did you see him double bird? I did. The Memphis crowd. Do you? I did. Do you that think, was kind of uncalled for. Do you think he should be fine for that? Yes, absolutely. He should be fine for that. But also, I'd love to see it because that's how much emotion that Draymond Green plays with, and that's the kind of guy you want on your team. I think in general, like NBA. Sp- NBA in particular need villains. Like we need villains because yeah, it, it every story it does. makes it makes basketball playoff like playoff basketball just so much better. So I I love what Trey Young does when he's in New York. I love what Draymond mm-hmm. does. Um, I I don't like Pat Bev, but I like that he just embraces being cheered against all the time because. Yeah. Honestly, I I watch it. If I'm playing against the the Timberwolves, I want to see us do things to Pat Bev. So I I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the double birds. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it as well. Um, as far as teams go, who do you think is the villain here? Who's the villain this year? The villain, the Warriors. I think so. I think I think it's definitely the Warriors. I don't. I think everyone was happy. With them not being good, you know, mm-hmm. for the past, what, three years? And I don't know if, like, generally, people like a comeback story, right? But I don't think, Yeah, but nobody wants to see it with the but Warriors. But no one wants to see it with the Warriors. <laughs> they don't want to see them again. And it's so hilarious, dude. I don't know why yeah. that is exactly. I can't pinpoint it. But no one wants to see it with them, dude. No one wants to see it with them. Maybe because they, they in essence never really left because people are still in their prime. Yeah, I think they weren't good just because of injuries and like you know you had Steph sitting out with a, a hand injury that he probably could have played through, but yeah, because they lost. Uh, was it that was around the time they lost Clay, right? Right. Getting and I think just because they had lost clay they're like you know what let's just sit it and rest let's not push it and and it makes sense but i think you know knowing that steph probably could have played through that i think that is kind of burned in a lot of people's minds of where it's like you know they're i don't want to call them cheaters but you know i mean they got some pretty <laughs> we'll nice draft picks i mean <laughs> yeah if wiseman yeah. was healthy and uh that kuminga guy Kuminga looks great. He looks really good, man. I mean, his his young too. What, like nineteen or twenty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's about to get more playing time with GP out. 
Oh yeah, I, I think so. And and who knows? Maybe it could be a, a a coming out party for him. You know. That's true. It could be. Uh, and you know, I on on that note, I think it's fun to see that. No matter what team it is, I think it's just fun to see that. It, as far as like uh, basketball fans go, it's always fun to see some no name or some guy who is just struggling to get minutes put on a show yeah agreed i actually hope kaminga does that in the next game would would that make you cheer for the warriors a little bit or you would just be cheering for that no never like i want to be cheering (laughs) for memphis the whole way through uh which which actually leads me to my next question for you is who do you think comes out of the the eastern conference versus the western conference like who who's coming out oh man who's going to the finals it's so crazy dude because i feel like i've flip-flopped so many times so many times right and i i honestly love it i love the disparity because it's it sucks having things so predictable you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like in the east right now if you made me bet i i think i would go with the bucks i would go with the bucks if you asked me like a week ago i probably would have said boston but i really do Mm -hmm. think that the bucks are gonna come out of the east here what about you I want to see Boston. I think if I think that if the Bucks get Middleton back, it's a wrap. Yeah, and I and I think the Bucks come out. Um, but I I do want to see Boston. I want to see Jason Tatum elevate his game to yet another level. I want to see Jay, uh, Jalen Brown do the same thing. Right. Uh, I just really like that team. I like that team too, but I. I can't trust like this game two win that they had where they were just on fire from deep, dude. They don't have those type of shooters yeah. to just keep bombing it like that. Well, let's be honest. It doesn't happen often with any team unless it's the Golden State Warriors circa 2015. Right. But, yeah. you know, it, it just doesn't happen. And so I think if they can find a way other than just jacking up threes all game to win... I think that they'll have a chance, but yeah, I I, I think it's probably the Bucks go- returning to the finals. Okay, so we're we're both we're both in uh, agreement that Bucks as of yeah, as of I, today. And I, love the, and I love the fact that we're not even debating about the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just don't believe in them, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know they got some great I, pieces, but I. It's everything's so middling for them. Like they have, yeah. they have good defense and kind of good offense, and I can't trust mm-hmm. those things all the way at the end. When you see someone like the Bucks who have great defense, and if Middleton's there, right, they have a super efficient offense, man. And then same thing with the Boston yep. Celtics. So <laughs> watch, the, watch the Heat come out and win the championship. Just. Because of all this shade we're throwing at them. <laughs> to eat our words, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the Western Conference then? I know what your heart oh, wants. Oh, man. Oh, man. I really – I wish I could see one more game of this Memphis-Golden State series because mm-hmm. I feel like Golden State has the tools to go all the way. Do you, do you think it's one of those two teams? No. I don't. So, is it safe to say that if Memphis moves on, they're going to get handled by the Suns? 
I think so. But if Golden State moves on, you can see it more of a, a challenging series for for the Suns. I I would I would say so. I would say that it'd be more challenging for um for the Suns. But I do think that either way, the Suns are more likely to come out on top, and we're gonna have a, a repeat of last year: Suns versus Bucks. But if the Golden State Warriors show me something on Game Three where they're making real adjustments to stop Jaw, it would make me believe that maybe they could handle the Suns too. Okay, I, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think. I think you're spot on, and it's funny that you're. You had mentioned the unpredictability of the playoffs so far, and yet here we are talking about a repeat of the finals <laughs> from last season. <laughs> but it's not far and away, though. This is the thing. Like, even though we're it's making not. these predictions, like we're we're both saying we could see things happening in other ways. So it's not like it's that like it's, it's not clean and clean and cut, you know. Or cut and yes, dry, or it's, whatever. It's it's not, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the Suns don't make it, and the Bucks don't make it. Yeah, which is what is making it extremely fun to watch right now. Agreed. Whoever it is, I think we can agree that this might be the most fun we've had watching playoff basketball in years. That doesn't involve the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed, man. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it, it's a this play these playoffs are so much fun. I cannot absolutely. wait until we see what happens with this Memphis Golden State game cuz I'm kind of wondering if something chippy, something else oh, chippy I can see it. Ooh, is going to happen. I can see it. And I'm and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I am so here for it. I love it. I love it. Hey man, you're looking good. Ooh, I know you're feeling good. Yes, sir. And I'm pretty sure we pod good today. <laughs> so thank you for joining me. Big shout out to you, my co-host. Yes, sir. The Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at Busted Bucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.